0: hello welcome back to temporary fandoms um you have been listening to zoe van hess talking you through well maybe less albums than you would have been used to um but that's the format we're messing about with uh this time i um, still with nick and myself is, oh yes still with nick and myself is nick hello and obviously zoe hi and obviously nick hello uh, i'm just gonna if you hear me say things like nick h and nick t uh yeah well number one you have heard this podcast before and number two you'll work out which one is which um so first of all and this one is not on the spotify um richard dawson is it wait is it richard dawson plays songs and sings sing songs and plays guitar songs? richard right. dawson does something with a guitar and something with songs zoe yes. why is this not on spotify
1: um, I think it was quite an early release and it is quite possible that maybe Richard Dawson doesn't really want it out there so much in that sense because he has actually said he doesn't think it's that great as an album uh, that's fair. Um, because because I think he's he's kind of come along a lot since then and it doesn't really reflect what he was trying to do um, but it's still available on vinyl as far as I know I think you can go and buy the vinyl so I guess it's maybe it's a bit
0: of that sort of thing for fans only. Yeah, uh, no, that makes sense. We've, we've, we've actually, come, we came across this before. I think when we did Neutral Milk Hotel, um, one of the early, the, the Hype City soundtrack uh, was, he accepted being out there, but there was a previous one. They went, no, 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 that's nothing. Forget that, forget yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. This is my new stuff. Sure. I, I, I'm, I'll give my first opinion is, yeah, this is not representative of what comes later. Um, so I could see that. Um, it's. A nice piece of English folk songs, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, the notes I the notes I've made are um, it's fine. Um, I've got a couple of moments of sort of there's a there's a Daniel Johnstony thing to it. Of can he play the guitar? Can he sing? And then there's a nice little melody. And then there's a nice little bit, um, and then it sort of drifts back into sort of oh yeah. I mean if I was at an open mic night and someone was, and I heard this, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Yeah. It's, com- <laughs> it has it's that competent. Vibe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's competent, isn't it? It's competent. He can obviously sing the, sing the songs and play the guitar and it, it's just fine. Um, mm-hmm. But some people in the group really liked it. They were like, "Oh, this no, is no, nice. No, Whereas for me, it's like, mm. it's not, it's I not think, up yeah, too I... much really, is it?
0: I think that's it. I think as a standalone, it's, it's fine. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this pod and you're okay, we occasionally refer to the group. As you know, or some of you know, that's the Facebook group where this podcast started. All the links are in the things. You can find the things on the things. Uh, Nick runs the group. Um, he, he's, he's a bit of a dictator, uh, a nictator. Um, and you just deal with it. Come along. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's it. It's, it's fine. If it wasn't part of something I was supposed to be listening to, um, I'd go, mm-hmm, that's fine. Um, I, if you told me this is a one-off album by your brother and he never made anything else, I'd have 100% believed you. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it has got, yeah. it has got that, yeah. like,
1: every man feel about it, hasn't it? Yeah. It's like, um, and anybody who can sort of play the guitar or, like, are in uni can probably bash out something like this. But I must say there are a couple of motifs in there mm-hmm. where you think, well, oh, this is kind of, there's a little bit of a unique thing going on that I yeah. think he takes those things and he develops them further. And and that's why it's interesting within the context of this, um, the thing that we do, the you know the immersion where we listen to everything, because you can see this, the seeds there, but yeah. there's nothing really to kind of indicate where it's going to go. And I think that's really nice to have that as part of the whole.
0: I think there's definitely some, I think you're right with some of these motifs and, and little threads. And we we see this quite often when we're we're catching a band's earlier stuff, or unfinished stuff, or non-representative stuff. I mean, even uh, the t- uh, heavy flooding. The fact that there is a track called with the idea about flooding—that is something that definitely comes back in well, five albums. Yeah, uh, six albums, mm. seven albums. Yeah, seven yeah. Albums time. yeah. Um, groundwork is definitely laid. Um, Nick, new Nick, recently married Nick. Uh, my teenage, my teenage Nick. Um, <laughs> um, incidentally, if you're listening, uh, Nick did put a shout out on uh, social media saying he's looking for teenage bands to follow. So, um, teenage Nick, <laughs> 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 what, what do you, what do you think of this?
2: Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because I I listened to this. I actually did everything kind of backwards. I listened to all of the stuff that's on Spotify and and all the Henogles stuff, and then I came to. Richard Dawson sings songs and plays plays guitar and doing it in that order was an absolute trip because you when you hit when you hit play on this album and you hear that first track you're like who is this guy like this is just so much so much more yeah polite and uh, and conventional com- compared to compared to all this other stuff and um you know I think I do I do have I have a bit of time for this uh, for this kind of uh, pleasant folk music. I don't I don't I don't hate it, but yeah, I think when you compare it to the, the the scope and the vision of what of what he goes on to do afterwards, it is like it's it's just so far removed. And um I mean, I agree like Zoe like Zoe was saying like there are tracks that that hint at, into at some at something to come and, you know, I think things like musically tracks like Jane and uh Farmer's Dilemma and uh Forest, for example, I think just have those sort of where it gets a little bit darker both musically and and lyrically but I think it, it it ends up being more in the like in the realm of sort of Nick Cave kind of thing that kind of darkness than than the really far out experimental stuff that he would end up uh going on to so um so yeah I agree it's a it's a sort of it's a it's a thing for curious completists but not one that I'll be uh going back to um in a hurry, I don't think.
0: I, I think that was it. I think you have on, hit on a good point. I mean, it's it's quite pedestrian and not in a negative way. It's a oh, here is someone that listens to John Martin albums. You know, it's 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 following a grand history of British. It, it, I'd say more British than say British and Irish, more British sort of folk music. Um, but it isn't taking it particularly in a direction which we. Are going to see later, um, Old Nick.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's anything all, to add? <laughs> not really. It's all been, it's all been said. Already. It's impossible to listen to this album without just looking for signs of what's to come, and, and you can find them. But you wouldn't have you wouldn't have picked up on those things if you didn't know about everything else. And that's that's the you know it's it's interesting, but it's a, it's a sideshow on the way to great okay. things.
0: Well, in that case, let's let's get on the on the bus towards great things. Um, and we're going to—I uh, hope I'm correct—Zoe, 2011 with the Magic Bridge.
1: I believe so. I can check my notes, but I trust you. <laughs> yes, good.
0: Um, I think this. I mean, obviously, I mean, we're going to talk about this, but for me, this is when it starts to get starts to get interesting. However, um, it's an album where someone is finding their voice. They're doing interesting things. It does feel a little awkward at times. There are things that I don't think quite work. I'm still not sure he can play the guitar. Um, But one thing I got strongly from this, and Nick is not going to be happy about this, is um, in terms of somebody singing and then out of nowhere bellows, I got a lot of Jeff Mangum. There was a lot of neutral MoCo Pilko telling here. You
2: hated Jeff Mangum. (laughs) I don't hate Richard Dawson, so I'm okay that you, you know, you can have that.
0: But yeah, there was a it was like properly unexpected chest roars would come out in the middle of lines and then sort of disappear again. Um it was I mean I think what we picked apples in a garden freshly mown mode. Graveyard. I think that was a. that was graveyard. Hmm? Bra- not graveyard.
2: Important Bra- distinction. Not
0: graveyard, Sorry. More corpses. Um, I think that's a um um Nick, if you just keep saying half a syllable. Every time I say half a syllable, this whole bit gets edited out. Um, (laughs) That's the plan. Okay, yeah, yeah, great. I always get things wrong. I think that was sublime. Um, I do think there's a moment that I'm like, I think he's good at the guitar, but is it in tune? Uh, I'm not sure where he's going with this. Um, I liked it. I found it difficult. I found it interesting. I'm not sure I'd be putting it on again. Zoe, you sort of... Looked like you disagreed with my comment about him and his guitar prowess. He can
1: play the fuck out of that guitar. It's just not <laughs> the way that you l- maybe conceive of it within Western style music. That's what I reckon. I think it, there's a very prescriptive thing about how guitars are supposed to sound, more or less within rock music, within indie music. And I think that it would be very hard to recreate what he does if you just didn't know how to play the guitar. You could not. Walk up to a guitar and make those sounds with no knowledge. He's just playing it in a different way, and that's why I get a bit annoyed. Oh, no, that's what I said. I'm still
0: yeah. not. i still not sure because I'm not used to or comfortable at this point of listening through stuff. Um, when you said you had, when you said you you, you you might you can't do that unless you can play the guitar. Um, this reference will go over the head of anybody below the age of 30 but I was immediately thinking of when I was a kid I'd watch Les Dawson play the piano badly on, on British TV and go mum why why can't why is
1: that man playing she goes, no 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 you have to be really good to, to be able to to, to, do exactly, that. to <laughs> send up to yeah you have to know the form in order to step outside of it there's a really great quote from an article I think it might be a review uh, in The Quietest that I will come back to later when we get to the album. But it does play around with that idea of, like, can he play the guitar or is he just really, like, really good at playing the guitar in such a way that he's doing something new with it? And I guess that's up to you to decide. You know, if you really think it sounds like he can't play the guitar, then, you know, fair enough. But I don't agree with that
0: at all. Do you think it's a type of guitar?
1: I mean, if that was,
0: if he was doing that with an electric guitar as part of some, um, a, I don't know, a Radiohead album or something that people consider to be indie rock quality, I guess. Um, if, if somebody like uh, Johnny from Radiohead was doing that exact thing, but plugged in an Fender with feedback, would I feel totally, would I be there going, oh, my God, look what he's doing with his axe! That's amazing. Is it, is it the type of instrument Is it rather than the instrument
1: itself? I think it's a different, I think it would then become a different thing. I think the thing that he's doing is completely deliberate and he uses the same sort of cheap-ish acoustic guitar and he's playing the guitar in a way that kind of like embraces all those things. So, you know, like if you play the guitar or any kind of string instrument, you're always trying to stop the buzzing. You don't want those buzzing strings, you don't want the sounds Of your fingers going up and down the frets and and he incorporates that into his sound which i think is interesting because you're taught to kind of avoid those sounds and he's he plays with the sort of lower buzzy kind of noises and uses it in a passive way and i've heard some people say well that's probably what guitars originally were supposed to sound like you know when we first had guitars in the beginning way back then so maybe it's a
0: yeah I think you're right on that. It, um, it reminds I remember listening to an argument between two friends in the 90s and I can't remember what we were listening to, but it was something relatively contemporary, some indie rock thing. And um, one mate was going, oh my God, that little bit of guitar in there is amazing. And the other one was like, no, I can't listen to it. Too many squeaks. Too yeah. many squeaks yeah. and,
1: and slaps and prangs. Pr- pr- well, maybe that's where um, it comes down to taste yeah. at, at, the, at, that, at this point. Uh, I, think it's,
0: I think taste, but also being used to something. I mean, when something, they go, uh, wow, this is not what I've been taught to believe is good guitar playing. Therefore, exactly. exactly. Is it?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I, as, as a caveat, I will, I, I, I'm happy to accept new forms of guitar playing. Um, you try playing a saxophone in a different way. I mean, I already hate the saxophone, but if you start squeaking on that, then, oh. oh. See, um,
1: I love that. I, the- I love that. <laughs> So, You're yeah, gonna love we the just...
0: catted beef art immersion. Oh yeah! Oh sweet Jesus! <laughs> I, I, I think I'm busy that day. Um... <laughs> that
1: month.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know it's gonna happen. Uh, mm. I keep pulling it off. One yeah. um, of the Nicks. New Nick. Guess, guess, uh, guess, go first. Um, do you think this is going somewhere by at this point? Do you think? I mean, we, we had the pedestrian first album. Is this the start of something new? How was it? How was it for you? Absolutely. I ask way too many.
2: Absolutely. Um I mean, you've for for a start, you've got hit, what what becomes quite a popular uh motif of his of of including lots of instrumentals uh in an album. Obviously this time that we we uh we haven't quite met um the uh the famous experimental harpist yet at this point. So the um so the all the instrumentals are just carrying on of the, the the sort of the, the fuzzy finger picky stuff. Um but but uh, but yeah, but it's when it's when we start ha- having these big sprawling uh, these big sprawling seven minute nine minute songs um, that that just seem to just go absolutely all over the place lyrically. Um, he starts getting a bit more kind of oblique and uh, story and starts sort of threading little stories through through his songs. Um, but also but i think that there's a real warmth about this album as well though that i think it's sort of yes it is a big step away from the, from the first album but if you were to kind of if if you were to kind of map out the trajectory of sort of accessibility in richard dawson's music i think this album is still sort of on that side of on the on the side of accessibility i think um just just because of uh just because of the warmth of that of that guitar sound and the the almost sort of to me it almost had a kind of delta blues kind of feel in a way um you know i think some of this finger picky stuff if you or or some of the melodies in in things like black dog in the sky or man has been struck down i think if you heard that played on as part of some kind of like 1920s, thirties blues, like rootsy bluesy recording, I think mm-hmm. it wouldn't sound out of place at all.
0: Yeah. Um, on that, ju- I mean, I, these are my notes for the next album, but it's probably as good a time to do that now. Um, th- 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 we we use the word Americana, but lots of modern bands harking back to a sort of, you know, like Devandra Barnhart, uh, and <laughs> Stevens. There's there's Americana. We go, oh, it's Americana. There's some banjo. There's a there's the sound. What's the English version? Because I... I hear that what you were talking about the fact that you know there's but it's a sort of like an english folk version of americana if that makes mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. you know there is that sound that evokes something in the past but usually when we get think of folk that evokes something in the past it's harpsichords and people dancing around outside a pub in the summer and annoying you you know what i mean <laughs> what is this what what
1: is is there a type is there a word for this we have a I'm genre i racking my
2: brains I'm sure Anglo- oh, no. anglicana
1: it would just yeah. be folk wouldn't it it would be folk but it's, it's yeah. just english folk isn't it but i think mm. like the thing about this album is it's very much a mood it's a mood thing i don't think i think you've got to come to it not it come to you kind of thing so you have to be in the mood for that kind of thing
0: it's quite gentle quite soft it's definitely doing something new um and
1: okay you so- can see so, if you think he's doing something new, Ewan, but it's folk music. Like, what is it that he's doing that's new? Can you put your finger on it? Because I'm kind of struggling to work out. I think that I think there's a very traditional.
0: I'm I'm, I'm I don't have the, the correct musical terminology here. Um, structure or or rhythm or time uh, to traditional English folk song um going back to you john martins, who i've already mentioned and whatnot, you go this is a folk song there's a bit of an acoustic bit there's a bit of her uh, there's a bit of, there's, a, there's a, 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 a a chorus there's a verse here there's a bridge here repeat 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 Fiddledy, fiddledy, fiddledy. acoustic acoustic and you go yeah yeah that's a that's a folk song or you get the slightly um ethereal ones, ethereal ones that are um who who is the one that did diamond day um
2: Oh, uh, uh, Vasty Bunyan! Thank having... you very much.
0: Yes, or um, the Vasty Bunyans—that type of sort. that type, but there's still song structures that are going in the way I think they're going to go. And more importantly, oh, we're at we're at a musical we an instrumental bit now, and I'm not probably not going to be surprised by what happens. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm not going to be surprised by what happens. Whereas there are moments here, I am surprised by where he goes going back to what I said about um neutral milk hotel earlier on whether or not you're a fan of in the airplane under over the sea there are certain tracks on there that there's a lot of, oh there's some bagpipes and oh there's a guitar coming in where's this guitar gone and i didn't expect this bit to go this way there's a lot of that going on here so yes it's folk roots for sure and maybe maybe this is there was folk that sounded like this a hundred odd years ago um, I had a conversation very recently We've with um, uh, my wife, who's Irish, and a friend who's from Ulster, from Northern Ireland. And he was asking a genuinely good question, like where's the English folk tradition that you get in some other country? Now, Ireland has this tradition of people in pubs who will all still, they all still know the song. And it looks like a cliche, but I can go into a pub in Cork tomorrow, start singing a certain song, old the old triangle or whatever, and people will join in. There is this long tradition this tradition doesn't really exist in the most of the UK. Um, I think it doesn't. All I could think of, yeah, but this is, all I could think of was, um, is it because of the industrial revolution where everybody was basically dragged out of villages, they moved, to, they they go into the city, the urbanization happens. You get these brass bands prop up in in, in various places. um, So that that connection with this song has gone. Or is it something like the fact that, a lot of countries that have this, this this strong tradition, it's, they're rebel songs. They're songs about being subjugated. They're songs about, you know, fighting against something. That That's what brings people together. It's hard to have that when you're the subjugator as a nation, traditionally.
1: Yeah, the oppressor. I, mean, I think it's detail, called, yeah, I think it's the oppressor. But... <laughs> to subjugator to
0: well, <laughs> yeah. I went for assonance. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, you said, Nick, you said up north. Well, I, I think, mean, I think it's that... you've got
2: that whole kind of Lancashire folk tradition like from the 60s and 70s, and, and they're still kind that's of rebel songs. from the 60s songs. and 70s. That's from yeah.
0: the 60s. Is... I mean, is it so... are there hundreds of years that go back that everyone in, in the UK can tap, everyone in England, say, can tap onto us? This is part of our musical history. I'm not sure there is. I think we changed our society so much that we lost
1: touch with something like that. And maybe Dawson stuff is that. Maybe, yeah yeah interesting point i mean in wales you definitely if you meet a welsh person overseas there are definitely songs that you could sing that you would all know as to how yeah. how far back they would go I, I can't say but i would say at least a couple of hundred years yeah and I, th- I think that's the point i mean
0: i've got welsh friends scottish friends irish friends and they all have this shared musical um Narrative, mm-hmm. I guess, it goes back and it connects with something. Yeah. Um, I, pour, I mean, all the songs I know that other English people could sing are the ones we sang at primary school, and a lot of those are either religious based. Or like, all or like, right, he's got the whole world in his hands. Maybe that's or, it. Uh, maybe maybe Britannia. Yeah. Or...
1: <laughs> maybe that's it. Hymns, right? Hymns yeah. at a certain time. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of hymns that I could probably sing. That might connect me with a couple of generations before. Yeah, I think from, that, that just from be being good. in, like, you know, a British school. Yeah, yeah t- totally. But yeah, at some
0: point that connection was gone. I mean, like, I think the, the longest thing we've got is maybe, you know, Yorkshire brass bands, colliery black brass bands. You know, who at least they're a couple of generations harking back to to something. But even then, most of the tunes they play are very you know, come from an imperial imperialistic empire. Type history there's probably you know it's just, i don't know it's weird i think maybe dawson is tapping back into something that it exists in this format uh-huh. but we lost
1: uh-huh.
0: um, yeah this is probably a great time to mess with the format a little bit um but we're going to try and keep it as simple as possible so you're gonna hear from zoe again in about five seconds <laughs>
1: album three the glass trunk originally released in 2013 on richie's own label which i assume is a self-release with re-releases on alt Final, weird world and domino records this album is the result of a museum project where richard was asked to go into the tyne and Weir archives and have a route around then he was to come up with half an hour of music based on his findings This is the result, though it ends up being an hour and 12 minutes long. Richard says... I spent the following month down there rifling through 200-year-old diaries, unfurling bundles of love letters like flowers, staring at the faces of petty criminals in old photograph albums, eating supermarket sushi suspended above Turbinia, saying every name in an orphanage registry under my breath, getting lost in a field where my house should have been, watching folk watch other folk over their spectacles, gingerly lifting leaves long folded with perfume, falling asleep in my chair of sun, drooling little spittle puddles onto a cracked map of Nunsmore. The stories I stumbled across were often painful, shocking, generally fascinating, and occasionally joyous. They belonged to people living at a different point in time from us. At first they seemed so far away, but after a short while they began to move closer, or maybe it's we who are moving, and I start to comprehend, just barely, a great aliveness, past, present, and future. I hope it's not didactic or leading for me to tell you the glass trunk is concerned with the functions and consequences of violence, as well as with opposing forces, creation and destruction, memory and time, birth and death, body and soul. There is another important theme throughout, family. Now, having heard that, you might think that Richard is a bit of a serious artsy type. Well, yes and no. The arty part is definitely evident in the work, which is always aiming high, but the work is also full of jokes and humour. So, to the album. It's a cappella songs written and sung by Richard, interspersed with instrumentals made with longtime collaborator Rodri Davis on harp. Rodri is a bit of an experimentalist harp legend, and this is not the last time we'll hear from him. There are some amazing tunes on this album, and I mean tunes as in melodies. They are unvarnished and raw, and I'll wager that poor old horse and ghost of a tree will worm their way into your consciousness. Once again, it's a bit of a mood album where experimental noodling and strong vocal and storytelling performances are the focus. It's folk, yes, but not as we know it. Richard Dawson seems to be able to do it in a way that is meaningful and connects the dots from the folk past, up to now and into the future, without being too much of a twat about it. Album 4, Nothing Important, released in 2014 on Weird World. We'll kick this one off with a quote from music writer Paul Marguerite writing for Louder Than War. He says... It's like a classically trained black metal guitarist let loose on the Penguin Book of English Folk Songs, and it is never less than thrilling. But never mind music critics, Richard is really good at talking about what he does. Here he is talking about songwriting. He says, There's a contradiction at the heart of it though, which is that you have to write about what you know. I try to write about things from my life in a way that is sending out rather than receiving. A song about, My heart is breaking, I believe this, I believe that. That's not going to cut the mustard really. It's not going to have that much value unless somebody's in the same situation and then they might not feel so alone. And there's value to that for sure. But I think there's more to be achieved with a song. The expectations are so low with a song. It's become the most accepted form of music, but it's also the most derided. It's still a relatively young art form and I think there's a lot more that can be achieved with it. It's important to keep pushing, because it's something that's so accessible. It's an art for people. It's not a highfalutin thing. It's something that's always existed as means to deliver the news. Hundreds of years ago, this is how people would hear the news from town to town, the great Bardic tradition. It's an art for people. Whereas theatre, until recently, would have only been for the rich, and that's still true to a degree. Put the poor people way up in the heavens. So the idea that you're not doing justice to the form, but also not doing justice to the community that you're a part of, you're just singing about yourself, well, it has to be something grander. The idea that you would want to make something bog standard or average, I don't get that. Let's be ambitious, even if it really fails. Let's try and connect more, find new ways, change things. I don't presume for a second that that's what I'm doing, but I think that has to be part and parcel of the aim. It can't just be about entertaining or maintaining the status quo. Too many artists of all sorts, from what I can see, have got it too cushy and aren't pushing hard enough. Art as business is a very strange concept. This record, Nothing Important, is four songs, two of which go over 16 minutes, two instrumentals, two sung songs, one about drinking, the other about the imagined life of a baby who doesn't survive more than a week, Only 44 minutes of your time, if you please. Rodri is on this one again, but it's mostly Richard Dawson and his guitar and synths. For me, this is where things start to get really interesting. This is not someone setting out to write hits, but neither are they making self-indulgent compositions for their own sake. This is heavy, but not in a metal way. Personally, the vile stuff delivers everything I never knew I wanted or needed. The playing, the singing, the exemplary lyrics, everything is on point for me. You might prefer the beef hearty and romp that is Judas Iscariot, or get lost in the quiet but impassioned tale of nothing important. Doubting Thomas underpins the whole thing with pure atmosphere. Richard Dawson's musical influences are varied and might be informed by his years of working behind the counter at renowned record shop, Alt Vinyl, sadly no more. What I hear in his sound is someone tying together disparate influences through their own unique lens. He says, it's not folk music. I call it ritual community music and I'm more interested in experimental music. So is it just me? or has he nailed this songwriting lark? If you stayed with me this far, can you see the progression and development? Well, hopefully you can, and it doesn't stop here.